Welcome to League One Fun, presented by the Beautiful Game Network and brought to you by Roughneck Scarves and Golden Gold Press. This is Ira Jersey. Today, we'll be talking to Tormenta FC head coach Don Miglarisi, inaugural USL League One Player of the Month, Connor Antley, and Tormenta original, Jad Arslan. These interviews were recorded on May the 15th, after the team had lost only one match in seven games. Let's get on with the interviews. Well, thanks for coming on League One Fun. I'm here with Coach John, and you're going to have to help me out here, but is it Miglarisi? Is that is that it? Miller-A-C. Miller-A-C. Okay, so Coach Miller-A-C plus uh, players Connor Antley and Jad Arslan. Uh, thanks, gentlemen, for joining. So, Coach, let me start with you. As we've gotten into the season, you had a very strong start. You're in, you know, sitting in with only one loss after seven matches into the season. Talk to me a little bit about how your playing style kind of evolved as you came into the league, not really knowing what to expect from some of the other teams. Well, I think coming in, you know, remember we signed, I think, close to 11 or 12 guys from last year's PDL team. Um, and so we had a, a good nucleus built in already. And we had the, with having a PDL team, we already developed an identity in terms of how we want to play. And we've tried to stay true to that identity. Um, so we never really were building from scratch. I mean, I, I was adding to a group of players that I already already had as my, my core and we we're just adding around that that I thought players that I thought would supplement and, and enhance what we were already doing um, so we, we've been at it longer than just January I and mean, we really started at home that back in the summer of 2017 my first summer here in terms of how we want to play and, and, and the brand that we want to be associated with and um, I think we've stayed true to that and, and haven't changed that just to get results as you've been going from a you know League Two slash PDL, uh, if we get the branding right, and moving up to USL League One, what were some of the things that you were thinking about in that preparation besides adding those pieces and bits that you mentioned earlier? In terms of personnel or in terms of big picture? I think in terms of big picture, just the opposition that you're going to face, because most of the teams you really didn't know what to expect. Um, you know, USL generally speaking has short player contracts, right? So a lot of teams, even if they are existing teams, often rebuild in the offseason. And even in the case of a team like Richmond, which is the oldest professional team in the country still operating, even they had a, a relatively new coach and only brought back five of their own players. So how do you plan for, I guess, a whole season around, uh, you know, lack of familiarity between all of the different opposition that you'll be facing? I think, to be honest, you just don't think about it. For me, I had an idea of, of the environment I wanted to create and training and the environment I wanted in the locker room uh, and the culture that we, we wanted to, uh, to build a foundation on. Um, and so for us, I just recruited into that environment, uh, to the philosophy that I have and how I think the game should be played and to the environment that I was going to be bringing players into and then really didn't worry about anybody else. I mean, I, of course, I paid attention to some of the signings um, from the other teams and, and, you know, there were some of note, but for me, I spent all my energy focused on, on who we were going to be and not trying to chase what the other teams were doing. Um, so if, if that's where I spent my time, that that's absolutely what I spent my energy, uh, is, is building that kind of a team. So, so describe to me the differences, though, because obviously being a professional team and having a relatively long lead up to your first game, you know, weeks instead of days like you did when you 
coached in the uh, PDL or, or even a month or so that you might have had with your players when you coached college. Describe to me the differences between that preparation um, this year versus uh, the prior years that you and some of your players had uh, had together. I mean, it's pretty distinct because before we'd have nine days and now we had nine weeks. Um, and I think we we were able to slow play some things. We introduced a new system to kind of challenge all of us. Um, I think they got us games that were needed because the majority of the team, the overwhelming majority of the team are first-year pros. And so we had to, for me, I try to get them as many games as I could uh, against the best opposition that I could. A lot of college teams kind of worked the kinks out, but I think the best thing that we did was play uh, Atlanta United 2, Tampa Bay, and Charleston because now we're playing a league above us and we performed quite well. We, we had good results in those games, and I think those were important games for us to, to understand what it took to be successful in USL1. You've had you know, one loss, and it was close games. You've definitely been one of the more consistent teams within, uh, w- within League One so far this, this season. But obviously last week, not the result I think you were hoping for against your, you know, I guess who the league is hoping will be one of your rivals in, uh, up in South Carolina. Describe to me, you know, the, the feelings about going into an Open Cup match. It wasn't your first Open Cup match, but talk about it being an Open Cup match. And what do you tell your players afterwards about uh, having that kind of disappointment? Well, they're, they're two totally different competitions. And I think, obviously, we have the league and then we have the Open Cup. And we had to be able to try to compete in both while not uh, affecting our long-term goals in the league. Um, and so for us, we definitely rotated the roster. Um, you know, some guys that hadn't played a whole lot of minutes got a chance, and I believed in them. And, um, you know, we didn't play all that well that night, and I don't believe it was due to the roster I put on the field. I think it just was a bad night in a lot of ways. I don't think uh, we performed well. So coming off that, I think we had to get it right in training for a few days and remind ourselves of how well we were playing going into that game and, and get back to who we were. And I thought we played exceptionally well in some so between yourselves and a couple of other teams like North Texas and, and maybe, uh, maybe Toronto, those teams seem to have gelled a little bit better than others, and perhaps because a lot of the players were playing in the same system and the same style for multiple years. Can you describe for us a little bit about the, um, uh, the challenge that you might have going forward as teams get tape on you and they start to figure out your playing style and are able to game plan against you. Is there a concern that you might need to, you know, change some of your tactics and, uh, uh, and style of play depending on uh, how other teams adapt to you? Uh, we're doing everything possible to not do that. I mean, we're, we try to create training sessions that are, that are in some phases more difficult than what the opposition could present to us. And we talked about that today. Um, I think we're all pretty stubborn, my players and myself included, that we, we're, we're bought into a way that we want to play. And we're very, very, very slow to change our approach to the game based on what the opposition will do. Now, we may enhance some things and we may train certain moments in the game that we think the, the, the opponent can, uh, some challenges the opponent can present to us, but we're not going to wholesale change our philosophy because we're afraid of, of losing a game. I think. Um, even if 
you know, a team tries to shut us down by doing certain things, we're, we're doing, we're working hard every day in training to make sure that that can't happen. Um, so I, I think we're going to be very slow to change what we're doing. Well, so thanks, Coach. I'm going to shift over a little bit and speak with uh, with Connor Antley. Um, Connor being the uh, the March, April, and inaugural Player of the Month for USL League One. Uh, played six games, had uh, so far has two goals, three assists, and seven chances created. All of this from a, and I put this in quotes, defensive position. Um, Connor, talk to me about your play and and. Um, you know, what you personally have done in order to kind of solidify your place as one of the, uh, you know, I don't want to up and coming stars in this brand new league. Um, so I think what kind of contributed to my success over the past month was uh, obviously it's not a one man sport, but I think it's just the way our team plays. I mean, the guys around me are the reason, you know, why I was able to be successful. I mean, I'm not the, there was twice where I put the ball in the back of the net, but on my assists, I mean, those are the other guys putting the, putting the ball in the back of the net and scoring goals. And so I think John uh, trusts me and believes in me. And uh, is I think my team does as well in order, like, uh, in going forward. So um, as long as I do my defensive responsibilities, I, uh, I think it's been, it's been really positive, positive for our team and positive for my play this past month. So obviously you're still at the same team uh, yet again. You know you played for coach last year, and but what is have you seen from a playing perspective and an on-field perspective as the major differences between having played in League Two PDL last year and now in a, a new professional league and uh, theoretically in a higher division of uh, of U.S. Soccer. Um, yeah, so uh, it's I think it's a lot different actually. I think playing in the PDL over the summer. Um, had a lot more fun vibe to it. Uh, like we were winning games, we went undefeated in the regular season. It was a lot of fun. But uh, now that this is a professional team now, and you know we are these are our jobs, and we're getting paid to play, it's uh, a lot more serious. I mean, there's definitely no lack of competition uh, within this group when it comes to training sessions or uh, you know anything that we do as a team. So I think. Uh, the overall competitive environment of our group is really important. It is a big transition from when it was in the PDL to now being in the pro ranks is that people are fighting for jobs every single day. I mean, someone slips up in training. We know that there's positions that can be taken just like that. And John's looking at that every single day. So um, I show up every day, every morning in training and we're putting our best out there because, you know, we all want to play and John makes his decisions at the end of the week and, you know, we're fine for those spots. So be, before you went back to uh, near your hometown in uh, in Georgia, you were at the the Seattle Sounders PDL team a couple of seasons ago. Uh, describe the differences between playing for you know maybe a smaller professional team versus you, you know in, in terms of the United States, one of the big teams, right? So that no one could deny that the Sounders are maybe one of the three or four biggest teams in uh, in the U.S. What, what was that like? Just being around the professional team uh in the mls ranks for uh for a summer um yeah it was really cool um there was a few times or several times a week we got to train at the sounders facility so being around those first team players even some of the second team guys was really cool uh being able to see like clint dempsey and and uh some of those top players was was fun uh we never got to like train with them with them or anything but just being in that environment was really cool we got to 
work with their um, training staff and a few of their coaches. Uh, so that was really great. It was a different summer, I should say, compared to uh, the PDL this past summer with Tormenta. Um, I would say we, the way you're treated over there in Seattle is a lot different than the way you're treated here. Um, they aren't as in, they aren't out very involved. Like we we didn't really eat any meals together as a team throughout the week. We trained once a day at nighttime at eight o'clock. So um, we lit, there was like five or six of us stacked up in apartments uh, in these really bad apartments in uh, Kent, Washington, just south of Seattle. So um, there's a couple different perspectives from it. I mean, training or seeing the first team guys and be able to train with their coaching staff was was really great. It was a lot of fun. It was cool exposure and be able to get seen by them. But then kind of the other half of it was just the um, culture and the, well, the culture and what we had as a team, just, I don't think compared at all, but I had. So uh, Connor, describe for me perhaps the most challenging thing about being in, in the professional game today, um, having, you know, just come up being a first time professional player, just like, um, just like Jad is as well. What, uh, what's been the single biggest, I guess, surprise and or challenge that you've had uh, over the course of the first, you know, seven, seven weeks of the season? Um, that's a good question. Uh, to be honest with you, I think it's a little too soon for me to start talking about challenges that I've had. Uh, I think they've created a really awesome environment here at Tolina to where we really don't have to worry about much at all except we're stepping on the field and training the best we can and playing games as best as we can. Um, I would say moving forward, I, what I could see possibly being a challenge is this, is just the uh, how many professional players there are and how competitive it is to move up past League One and uh, or even remain in League One and remain on pro contracts because there are uh, some really, really good players out there in the league. Um, but here within a club and from a personal standpoint, I haven't had really many challenges so far, to be honest. So you, you uh, tripped to Tucson, not, uh, looking forward to uh, to a few of those. That that might be one of your bigger challenges. Uh, certainly. Yeah, 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 that's true, that's true. You do make a good point. One thing, like, our our road trips have been, I think, a little bit of a struggle for us so far, just like – having to travel, we're still figuring things out of how to create this, the home environment that we get here at Tormenta, taking that on the road with us when we travel. But playing away is always tough, um, and I think something that we're learning as a group and we're learning as individuals is to, you know, bring the same mentality that we bring here at our home field and bring that with us on away trips and uh, and perform and get wins on the road because we know in order to, to get in the playoffs and win this thing, uh, we're going to have to get results on the road. So moving on uh, to Jad Art, is it uh, Arslan, right? Is that how you pronounce it? Yes, Arslan. Arslan, great. So you're a Tormenta original. So this is your, remind me, fourth year with the club. Is that right? Yes, sir. So, you know, I'm going to ask you the same question I asked Connor. You know, what what's your impression of going th- from the, you know, college and, um, and PDL League 2 ranks up to now this new environment where, you know, maybe you, you know, last year you may have only seen coach for nine weeks and this time you had nine weeks of preseason with him. So d- describe what, what that was like f- doing it for the first time. Yeah, it's been an unreal experience, honestly. Um, Coach John mentioned it earlier, you know, with the PDL season, we only had nine days before our first game, but we've had nine weeks 
um, with the new League One. And so I think he's done a really good job of slowly easing us in where guys are getting hungry at the right times, you know, um, so we can perform at uh, the highest level when we need to and stuff like that. And I think Darren Nitro, the owners, have also done a great job of, you know, making it feel like a professional environment by hiring uh, psychologists. You know, we got sports science guys just, you know, just doing th- doing small things that will help us in the long run. So you've only been on the pitch three times so far during league play. You know, what do you think personally you have to do? Because obviously, you know, it's it's great that you've been with the club for so long, but I'm sure your goal is, you know, to contribute to the first team and, and get on the pitch more, more often. Um, what, what do you think you need to help with in your game? And, you know, has, you know, coach given you any, any, uh, you know, talk about, you know, how you can do that in, uh, in the near future? Yeah, we we talk pretty often, honestly. Um, you know, I've had a tough time trying to get my foot in the door, but at the same time, I have to realize that maybe I haven't done all that I can in order to uh, really gain his trust and really uh, put a stamp on my role on the team. Um, so whether it's me being more hungry or me just doing little things with the little details in order to... Uh, being a starting eleven, you know, that's that's on me, really. So, so out of curiosity, what did you do in between seasons? So, you know, you you came off the uh, you know USL League Two season, and and um, remind me, you did have one last season of college ball, right? And and then into the pro ranks. So, you know, what you know, how did that transition occur between college and 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 uh, and professional? Yeah. So I graduated early. In December, so I had a whole, I had half a year off just doing stuff on my own, really, whether it was playing Sunday League or just working out on my own and stuff. So I think the fact that John made us come in early in January has helped me settle in a bit, but obviously I still have some kinks and stuff I have to get out of me, whereas guys that have just finished their college seasons are coming in and uh, feeling fresh off playing and stuff like that. So, so uh, g- going back to coach, you know, coach, let's stick with the college game for a minute. You know, there's been a lot of talk within the um, within the U.S. soccer community about having the development academies and having players start their professional careers much earlier. Um, but your team, you know, have done really well with basically, you know, mostly college players. Talk to me about what you think might be the right pathway and, and granted I know you're going to say that everyone has a different pathway you know what's right for one person might not be right for another but you know describe to me how your you know philosophy and bringing in a lot of these college players you um, you know you think you've grown the team around them well we we made the decision a long time ago that if we were going to make a mistake we we're going to make a mistake giving young players an opportunity so when you look at our roster it's and, and the majority of the minutes that are being played are by first-year pros and I think this is a, you know, what a lot of professional coaches talk about, guys that kind of get stuck in that number 12 through 15 role on a, on a USL championship team is they need games. And so instead of some of these guys signing and playing at a, quote, bigger USL championship side and not getting games, they're getting games just about every day um, or, sorry, every week. 
So for us, I think we're always going to go with the young, hungry player that has something to prove. Um, and then we're going to try to sprinkle some veterans around that. That's been our recipe for this year. And I mean, it, it may adapt and change down the road, but you know, with us in our youth academy, you know, we've already signed one uh, player to an academy contract, and uh, which you'll see not this summer, but next summer, you'll see four or five of our academy players on the USL2 actual roster. And then, you know, the top, top players, we're going to try to bring into the USL1 environment and continue to develop them. Um, so the answer is yes. I mean, we're, we're always going to be an avenue for young, hungry players to, to get in the shop window and, and, um, Brand is, is one guy told us today that we can bring this is an opportunity for them. It's an opportunity to uh, to show themselves, and, and uh, that's that's our recipe. Talk to me a little bit about how you see um, USL A right the the academy um, uh, the academy cup basically that USL is starting. Uh, you know, do, do you think that that's going to be beneficial for that pathway that you were talking about about bringing in you know other players behind your uh, your existing roster? Absolutely, uh, I think you're starting to see you know, you've had the development academy set up for I guess over a decade now, somewhere around that, um, and now the MLS. Uh, their academies are, are firing in all cylinders. Um, I think, you know, not uh, obviously they're in our division, but I think what North Texas is doing is is no surprise because the FC Dallas Youth Academy has been one of the best in the country year in and year out. They've, I mean, I've been watching those kids play for years. They're U16s or U18s. These guys have been playing together for years. Have been playing in a certain system. They have a certain culture. And then, you know, they're not re- reinventing the wheel. Um, I have no surprise. It doesn't surprise me at all that they're 5-0. and um, And I think what you'll see is now that some of the smaller markets like us, we, we may not have an MLS academy, we'll have a USL academy, and we're doing the similar type things. Where we're, we're taking the best players from our region and, and giving them a pathway to be a pro and, and giving them opportunities that the guys that you've been talking with today never really received. Um, and I think you're going to see a big jump in the game. And this is just another opportunity for smaller communities to really develop the game in their area. So not to, uh, and just have one or two more questions here, but I, I want to go back to, to Connor. Um, so Connor talked to me a little bit and, you know, I know coach John's there and I'm putting you on the spot here, but you know, Clearly, being you know an early an early solid player in USL League One, at at some point you know someone might come knocking on your door from you know maybe a, the the championship or someone in, in MLS you know maybe not this year but but perhaps next, um, you, you know uh, I know you're gonna say you're gonna take it one day at a time one game at a time etc cetera, etc cetera, but you know do you ever have those kind of dreams about playing in uh, in Major League Soccer or in uh, uh, or or maybe even over in Europe. Um, yeah, of course. I think a lot of kids our age or that are playing in USL League One have those aspirations to play in either the championship or MLS or in another country somewhere. Um, but I think John has made it really clear to our team that um, he wants this to be a stepping stone for a lot of us as players. He wants us to develop here. He wants us to get better. He wants us to grow. Um, and then, you know, when the right opportunity presents itself, you know, he's definitely not the coach and Darren and Nietzsche are definitely not the owners to be the ones to hold you back from that. Um, so, 
as our team continues to to do well and as I hopefully continue to play well, um, <clears throat> hopefully those opportunities will present themselves. And I think I think it's a good problem to have. Like when when teams in the championship or teams from around are, are coming and interest, interested in your players, I think that it shows about it shows well on your team as a whole. I think that we play an attractive style of soccer, and I think we're fun to watch. And I think teams see that, and I think the the formation that we've chosen to play and, and the formations that we do play, I think it uh, gives us a chance as players to really showcase our abilities and showcase how good of, how good of, of players that we are. And so um, I think, I mean, it, I, obviously it's something that I think about, um, but like you said, the, a cliche response is to just be where your feet are right now and, and focus on our games week to week. And to, truthfully, that is that is what we do, and that is what I'm doing. I mean, I I could care less, honestly, about anything right now except for playing forward Madison on Saturday. I mean, they're coming off I think four or five games uh, where they haven't lost, um, and they've got a really good fan base up there. So uh, it's going to be a tough task for us. Well, gentlemen, good luck on your trip this week up to forward Madison. I really appreciate you coming on League One Fun. Thank you so much for having us. Thanks, man. Thank you. Take care. Hey, thanks very much, guys. Thanks for listening to League One Fun. Find us on your favorite podcaster, and please rate and review us. Thanks to our sponsor, Golden Gold Press, the best choice to get your custom shirts, hats, mugs, and other items for yourself or your organization. Check out their amazing products at a fraction of the price of other places at goldengoldpress.com. Also, thanks to Roughneck Scarves, official scarf supplier of MLS, USL, and U.S. Soccer. Get custom scarves for your group or team at roughneckscarves.com. Until next time, this has been League One Fun.